and there's also therapy too. Okay, wait. So, um, is it all good though? Um, as far as um, your day. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's been a mess. I can't even talk. I know. We well, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I was in bed throwing up all day yesterday. No, what? We don't have to put this in the podcast if you don't want to. No, but let's not like because nobody wants to start that way. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like I don't care though. Maybe we'll leave it in. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, go ahead. It's up to you. Um, but I we were pretty sure it was food poisoning. Um, where do you think it's from because i won't uh a place we ate when we were down in phoenix on saturday mm. but ivan had like a slight stomach ache but we didn't eat the same thing but like i was like i was getting ready to go to church like i couldn't even stand in the shower like and it was bad <gasps> so oh my god i'm so sorry that happened to you yeah it's okay but like but I'm, he didn't get it or he uh-uh. didn't have any but he ate pork and i had chicken Oh. So I'm wondering if the chicken wasn't cooked or something. I wonder if I always wonder this because I've heard from people that have had food poisoning and then they call the restaurant and just like say, hey, FYI, I got sick from your place. So like, I don't know if something was going on, but you should probably maybe check, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Save. I know. I almost uh, wonder. Yeah, I was like, we were like, I had no idea. I was like, well, could it be the flu? Because I had really bad chills and like. Um, was getting really hot, but I was also freezing at the same time. Oh, so maybe it was like another kind of sickness. But like, but or a mixture thing, of both. Who knows? Yeah. But then this morning, like, I woke up and I was still like not great. Like my stomach still felt weird, but mm-hmm. like it wasn't nearly as bad. Oh my god. But literally, since yesterday morning, I've only drank Gatorade and water, and yeah. I had soup broth for lunch okay. and so now i'm starting to get very hungry <laughs> okay gotcha okay 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 but so. do you feel better today oh yeah yeah i do okay i feel better today okay good oh my god that sucks yeah i feel like this week has started off already just like wild <laughs> has your monday been crazy yeah, I mean, um, well, our receptionist called in today, so I was answering phones, which is, like, totally fine. Um, she was sick, so I get it. And, like, again, maybe everybody's getting sick. I don't know. Um, and so, and it just, like, makes me so tired. I have to go back and forth between, mm-hmm. you know, doing my job and answering the phones. And by back and forth, I mean, I didn't have to go up front, but, like, you know, I have to stop and start and stop and start, and it just makes me so tired. And then I had this audition, um, and shout out to um, my friend Mallory, who helped me with it because um she also does videos and things like that she has a company um, called huckleberry co just fyi um but it's like she um really helped me because i had to do like four different videos um and it was all due by it's all due by 9 a.m tomorrow and so i was like scrambling and super stressed out today because i was Mm -hmm. like when am i ever gonna have time to do this and the video oh my gosh the videos were so silly um and i was really stressed because i was like this is so dumb i don't know why like and i had to be running so like some and usually i'm just like i have if i have to have another person i'll just like do a FaceTime or if someone can't be here in person to like read the lines with me or something, or I'll have mm-hmm. like my mom even like if all else fails, I'll like have her read lines with me. And, um, so, but like this one, someone physically had to like tape me running cause I can't do that obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I That'd was like, impressive. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Oh my God. Um, 
But anyway, so I uploaded all that finally. And I just, I haven't really had time to stop. I had to come home, like change, do my um, slates and then head over to Mal's house. And then I'd come back and it was, but it actually ended up really fun. Like she made it really fun. And she was, she's uh, since she does like videography stuff, she was like really able to help me like, you know, direct and find the best shots. And it actually looks yeah. kind of cinematic in some shots, which was like so cool. So it was actually a nice blessing. So that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad she was able to help you. Me too. And I'm glad that you're feeling better. And I'm yes. sorry that you were sick. That really sucks. Oh, no. Yeah. I almost texted you yesterday. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this today. Mm. Um, but then when we were brainstorming and we were like, I think it's food poisoning. I was like, I've heard that that lasts only 24 hours. So right. I'm going to wait. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't have been um, the worst thing. But if you know. I'm glad that we're here now. Me so too. we had our little therapy moment at the beginning and I'm there fine you with go. <laughs> All right. Well, there is a lot going on in summer catalog catalog, so I hope that we don't last for eight hundred hours. But look, fair warning and full disclosure, um, number one, it might be a long time. And number two, um, I have my door open where the cats could come in. So if you hear them or, or see them, you personally, Maddie, um, then that's why. Because I had my door closed for like the whole, I mean, I haven't really been with my cats for like 12 hours because yeah. <laughs> work and auditioning and I have to close, even though I'm here, I have to close the door so they don't come into the shot and all that stuff. So I'm just letting them be. So yep. if it happens, just telling you now. It's the same in here. You might hear callers jingling. Okay. Great. <laughs> Look, this is real life. That's what it is. Yes. Um, I wanted to start off briefly by asking, why did I think catalog was spelled with a U-E? I feel like you might have thought that, too, because it was in our calendar. And then I typed <laughs> it in, and it was, it, like, had a little squiggly as if it was spelled wrong. But what? I thought it was U-E. That's what I thought. How do and you spell IMD it? IMDB has it without the U-E. It just, it's just, ends a G. C-A-T-A-L-O-G. Is there two different spellings? <laughs> Is there like a British spelling? Because oh, I don't understand. There could be a there could be a British spelling. Well, I am just like okay. If I type it in into like just Google, the catalog does not the spelling with the U E does not come up. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh wait. Oh wait. There's a thing that says what is correct, catalog or catalog in the United States. The one without the U E is the most common way to spell the word. Okay, and then, but it doesn't say, like, where UE would be for, I don't know, whatever. You guys, catalog is spelled without the UE, and I'm, like, my mind was blown. So I was like, how did I spell that wrong? <laughs> right? No, I'm pleading didn't grow up here. <laughs> because <laughs> well, I don't have that excuse. <laughs> I know. Spent too much time with Maddie, who didn't grow yeah. up here. There okay. you go. There you go. No, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, now we have the correct spelling. But this yes. was, okay, we're going to start with our team. So this was directed by Ken Whittingham, which, oh my gosh, this dude's resume is insane. Okay. Foils, though. Please listen to this. Okay. So for, well, this is his first episode on Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he directed a ton more after this, but this is his first one. And he directed Donna and Joe, How Bill Becomes a Law, Save JJ's, like so many iconic ones. Um, but he's also directed a lot of episodes of The Office. If you listen to um, Office Ladies, you've heard his name. He did Phyllis's Wedding and Healthcare and some more, but those are the two that stood out to me. Um, Grace and Frankie, which I thought was a really cute. Um, 
uh, crossover because Alex Hardcastle, yeah. who directed that, is also was a Grace and Frankie or is a Grace and Frankie director. Um, Girlfriends, which, oh my God, I love that show so much. It's on Netflix. Um, it's not as popularized, I feel, um, as it should be anyway. But, uh, I mean, it was like an old, ni- or well, old, that's not the right word, but it was a 90s, like 2000s show. So good. I love it so much. Um, Scrubs. The Amanda Show, Malcolm in the Middle, and he did an episode of the Mindy Project. He did an episode of the Middle, which is that's the show with Neil Flynn, um, mm-hmm. who's also in Scrubs. Also, did I ever tell you I was an extra on that one too? Yes, yeah, I remember <laughs> that one. You okay. told me like I think the day before you went. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so excited because Neil Flynn is my like improv god slash like uh, icon. He's awesome. Uh, Parenthood, two broke girls, an episode of Cougar Town. He did an episode of Gilmore Girls. He did um, a couple of episodes of Good Girls, an episode of Keenan and Kel, Entourage, Blackish. I just like I can't yeah. even handle all the things that he's done. He was all he's also currently a producer on Keenan, which is Keenan's new show. Yeah, I haven't seen which it yet, but incredible. Um, yeah, I, ha- I haven't actually um, seen uh, the ep- like the Keenan's um, full episode, but I've watched like a few clips or I think my mom had it on in the background one time when she was either here or I was back home, but mm. it looked funny and I was down. So I'm always down for Keenan. We got to think Keenan has, I swear to God, he's almost been on SNL for 20 years. Yeah, I think he so has like, actually. Yeah. So he's got, you know, you'd think he'd have, he has good enough material to you know yeah mm-hmm. so yeah so um i'd love to talk to ken sometime so hopefully we'll get uh him on mm-hmm. one day we'll see yeah. um but yeah do you have anything else on ken that i missed nope that knocked okay it. awesome um and then okay written by katie depold who we've seen before friendly reminder she's the one that's terrified of animals in the interview when leslie and chris uh traeger are uh interviewing for the animal control position and she's like just please don't give me this job (laughs) that was her and oh bless you excuse me you're good and she wrote seven episodes of parks and uh story edited for 16 of them so she's like a huge player in parks um but also friendly reminder that uh she wrote beauty pageant and the setup which is what we've seen her in before so far and she also wrote on mad tv she was a writer on the heat snatched that one with amy uh, schumer and goldie hahn have you seen that movie because i haven't no okay the last thing i saw amy schumer for was there was like a, a, I couldn't tell if it was a movie or a TV show, but she's in it. It's called like Amy's Life or something like that. Inside Amy Schumer? No. Oh, different one. Yeah. Okay. Well, know. anyway, uh, she's in a new Hulu show as well. I love oh, Amy cool. Schumer. Um, but anyway, Katie DePold, our writer, also did the new Ghostbusters, which we talked about. Um, I think we talked about that on our beauty pageant episode when we were doing this the first time. But also, did you know that Paul Feig directed that? I totally forgot that. Which one? The Ghostbusters movie, the new yeah. one. The girls yeah. one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did so know that. So cute. Um, and it makes sense that he would. As she was also, she made a cameo in that one too, I saw on IMDb. And I saw also that she, the Heat 2 has been announced, uh, which I did not so know they were doing a second later? one. I know! It says 2023 um, no, is when the, it's supposed to come out. The first one my mom and I saw in theaters when I still lived in Boston. Wow. That's how old See? it is. That's wild. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't love me know. some Sandy B though. Me too. Me too. And Melissa McCarthy, of course. Of course. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, She's also a UCB alum, so that's really cool too. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, so is that that's all I have on Katie. Do you have anything else on Katie to pulled? Nope. She's a that's repeat, it? so I didn't write very much down. <laughs> dope um all right and then the uh i wanted to mention this because we talked about this in the last episode just some more information up front this that this episode like the last episode was still suffering competition from march madness but overall it had great reviews so um it came on and i thought this was interesting i think i knew this but i totally forgot um and it was nice to have a reminder that it came on at 8 8 30 p.m on thursdays that was its time slot so i thought that that was interesting because now on thursdays at 8 30 i'll think back to a time when it was (laughs) when Parks and Rec was airing yeah (laughs) no yeah the and then the March Madness they said that March Madness was pulling in over nine million viewers that's crazy so you know some of those were probably Park uh, Park Park Powell people no (laughs) Parks and Rec fans future Park Pals people well because people get really invested in their brackets like if I'm being honest do I watch any like and I love this because you and Sean talked about this in the last podcast that you were like debating Mm -hmm. if I would have been watching March Madness or watching (laughs) Parks and Rec which the answer is I would 100% would have been watching Parks and Rec Um, (laughs) just because like basketball isn't really my sport um, but -hmm. also like college sports also aren't really my super thing Um, but my family um and ivan and uh my my dad's girlfriend's kids we all made three brackets this year for Mm. march madness and so we like that's as invested as i am like i've watched one game but like i have three brackets also fun fact though in the app that we used over 17 million brackets were submitted and by the end of the first day less than 700 were left perfect wow that's and there crazy. were only like four or five games the first day like that's wow. that's what it so is so they people didn't guess right <laughs> no well they say that you have a better chance of right now you have a better chance of saying maddie pick up this one specific grain of sand on the earth that i'm thinking about right now i have a better chance of picking that correct grain of sand than having a perfect bracket with march madness that's wild yeah Oh so God. we filled one out at work. We do it every year. And last year I was just like picking what seemed fun to me because I had no yep. idea what was going on. <laughs> and then this time I didn't even know this is how bad it is. Last time uh, or this time, one of the gal like the newer gals that started showed me that like because um, did you do it on the website? Um, the oh shit. It's like CBS or something like that has a bracket. And I don't know if it's that's the universal one or where'd you you did it on an app. You said. I did it on an app called Tournament okay, well, Challenge. And I think it's through ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, maybe it is. Maybe mine was too. Either way, regardless, I'm sure all of them have it where you have the team name and then there's a little tiny number to the left of it. Mm -hmm. And I did not know what that tiny little number was. (laughs) The ranking? (laughs) Which is the entire fucking point. I felt so stupid. But then I was like, look, I don't know what anything is. So, um, but that's that's the crazy thing, though, Holly, is like, it doesn't matter where you're ranked because crazy ass underdogs win these games sometimes. That's true. So, like, you're still not going to get a perfect bracket if you choose all the people that were, you know, predicted to win. Right, 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 right. So, all right. Well, we'll see how that goes. I haven't really, if I'm being honest, also, I haven't checked my bracket to see how far along I've come or what's going on with it. So, I don't know. I'll look at it later. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready for a summary whenever you are. All right. I made it short and sweet because it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty general. 
Okay. <laughs> Leslie rounds up all the past Parks and Rec Department directors in an attempt to make an unforgettable summer catalog, where I spelled it with U-E at the end, and <laughs> Apple did not correct me. <laughs> Tom Weird! Is, okay. Yeah. Tom is put in charge of getting the cover photo for whatever reason, and sparks are flying with Andy and April. Mm-hmm. We got some Andy and April, like, awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Cannot wait for that. I know. <sighs> Maybe, you know what? I can't. Stop thinking about it, too. Maybe the Apple, like, de- thinks that it's right. So I'm going to say that there are two different ways. Because this one, everything that I've spelled has been on Google, technically. So mm-hmm. so what you should do when we post the episode is just put the U-E in parentheses after That's what the I was going to do. I was Good. thinking that. Oh. <laughs> on the same point. Always. Yeah, same page. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this cold open, lots of rain. It is pouring outside it is. in the and office. I honestly couldn't tell if uh, it was snowing or raining at some points. Mm, um, interesting. Because it, like, it almost looked like, I don't know if it's just the camera, but like okay. it made it look a little bit like snow. But I'd also like to comment on the fact that Ron walks in and there's absolutely no wetness on his coat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like It's like a waterproof what? raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh my god it's so funny yes and then um tom says well first of all he asks if he can wear um but he calls him swiss family ron minson Mm -hmm. did you look up what this reference was or did you know what this reference was yeah swiss family robinson right right i've never seen that movie or heard of that movie i've heard of it i've never seen it yeah so in case anyone didn't know that yeah that's a play on that movie swiss family robinson which is a 1960 disney movie where the robinson family flees the reign of napoleon to start afresh in new guinea aka australia and when their ship gets damaged en route the family takes refuge on a deserted island the robinsons learn to live in the wild have various adventures and build an impressive house in a tree however while island life is full excitement the question of whether to return to civilization looms I thought that was a really interesting summary slash That is synopsis. an interesting summary. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I mean, but it was in the 1960s, so it must have been a big deal for Tom to have known. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Or maybe weird. Katie DePold or whoever wrote that line was like, it was right. a big deal it for them. It meant something to them. Yeah, I'll put it in the poll. I'll put, I, I've been having fun with the Instagram polls, seeing if like people have watched certain things or, you know, have related to certain uh, like re- cultural references in the show. So I had, uh, I think people, the amount of people that have watched Avatar only won by one person. So it's basically half and half because that was a poll that I had. I also have thoughts and feelings about Avatar, which okay. we don't have to get into, but like. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get through this episode, and then if we have a lot of time left, we'll do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, um, so I wrote down all of Tom's pickup lines, by the way. <laughs> oh, great. I don't like these hats, if I'm being really? honest with you. Do I believe Ron can pull it off better than Tom? 100%. 100%. But yeah. I would never buy one of those hats, and I would never buy one of them for Ivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think that I would ever wear that 100%. Mm-hmm. And if I saw it... I don't know what I'd do, really. I just, it's not the 1960s anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or we're not in, like, 1800s anymore, either. Right. Or whenever Paul Bunyan's time was. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm also, Tom. I have a raccoon on my head. <laughs> yeah, I just... Also, if anybody's coming at me with those lines... No. Nah. Hard Mm-mm. pass. Oh, well, I just think it's 
funny because like from the physicality of it, it's he's literally standing in the corner like on a raised platform part of the hallway as if he's on a stage, as if the girls are or the ladies are his audience. Like he's not having trying to have a real conversation or anything like right. that. He's just trying to, you know, appeal to somebody. Yeah. He wants somebody <laughs> he wants somebody to react. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, this one. Um, excuse me, my friend over here was digging through your trash, and I think we might have a lot in common. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> that's like so that's like stalkerish. Exactly. And then under his breath, he's like, "Would you like to see a movie sometime?" <laughs> <laughs> I also like this one too. Are you a raccoon? Because you've been running around hat all day. I mean, head all day. <laughs> yeah, he like he he flumps it in the middle. Oh my yeah. god! But it's I, so funny. I love this in between where he's like, "This is not working. I'm going to Donna." Yeah, yeah. And then she comes up with like the best one. I'm oh my gosh! It's you season. You season. Yeah. Oh my god! It's, it's just so great. good. I want to know. I would. I would have been great if he had gone out there and taken that one and used that. I wonder we, too. If we saw a different change, like if we saw I know. change. Or is it like it only works if Donna says it because she has the swag that he does not? She, she really does have the swag. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think he could pull it off. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I just I think he just comes across too creepy mm-hmm. in the way he says the things, too. I agree. So I like you, this like, one, too. The uh, damn girl, your hotness killed my raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I that one I like. I'll give it up for that. Yeah. Anyway, what how do you, you feel about pickup lines if like somebody's using them on you I never take them seriously so the pickup line has to make me laugh you know mm-hmm. like if it makes me laugh then I'm like oh that's a good joke rather than yeah. a way to get me if that but yeah. I guess in turn it can do both right but I never think like oh that's so sexy and that's a turn on like right that's not, yeah. I, it has to make me laugh or like be intriguing i will say one time and this is not a pickup line but at all but one time oh my god maybe i've told you this or maybe i've said this on the podcast one time there was a guy um in boston uh you know those people that stand on the side of the streets and like you know give you a catalog or get you to sign up for some like aspca or whatever it is um this guy walked by or no it was we walked by this guy and he said we got him levio so what's up oh that's good (laughs) yeah i will stop for that good job dude i know and i was like i i wasn't i didn't think about at the time to ask like did he make that up because that's really brilliant or where did he hear that from right where did you get it what do you feel about it yeah i'm kind of in the same boat with you i would never take it seriously i would never be like yeah i'm totally about this you talking to me like this you know like it has to be like a joke yeah it has to be considered a joke by them as well you know Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so sad if it was like I was just laughing at something that he was trying <laughs> to be serious about. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so sad. Oh, my God. I also think that it's really I mean, he must. So there was like a bunch of deleted scenes in this. Like there were a lot of alternate lines. So I'm sure that they just let him go. At, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. sure they had things scripted, but they sh- they must have just let him kind of play with some stuff because this one, this last one. I mean, maybe this was written. I need I wish I had the script or something, but um, the where he goes, I have a raccoon hat. I'm an interesting person. You're not even trying mm-hmm. at that point. So. It's so desperate. That one is so desperate. Oh, my God. It's, oh, and then there was this one. Oh, I liked this one, too, which because he you don't see that he 
knows that he's being creepy. So in the deleted scene, he goes, my hat would look good on you and I would look good in you. And then he's like, I mean, Ooh. no, uh, I'm so sorry. That was really offensive. I deeply apologize. <laughs> so like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you, that was a like over the line joke anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of liked seeing like, oh, okay. I know that this is ridiculous. Oh, right. There she comes. <laughs> There's Phoebe. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she doesn't like it either. She does not like this pickup line. Okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, Tom hands Ron back his hat and Ron immediately gets attention. Um, Ron's face is amazing and so funny when this lady pops in and then he just like has this smirk just staring mm-hmm. at Tom like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is mine. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. So now I'm at where Leslie comes into Ron's office. Is that where you are? Yes. Okay. And Ron not liking surprises. Correct. Yeah. So she says she has a surprise telling Ron to meet him at Harvey James Park at 1130. And then he says that thing about Tammy one tried to throw him a surprise party and he called the cops on them. (laughs) That doesn't sound like maybe they didn't know who Tammy one was because that doesn't sound like something Tammy one would do. Hard, hard pass. No, she don't care about his birthday. Tammy two would. Because she knows Ron hates surprises. Hmm. Interesting. But I don't... Tammy one seems too straight and narrow. Yeah. Yeah. For it. Yeah. Interesting. Not about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that there were pigeons at 219. So everyone go look at that. <laughs> yes. Nice. That will never get old for me. And I apologize if that's annoying to everyone. But I don't care. Um, okay. And then Leslie tells us a surprise in a talking head that she's putting together the summer catalog and she's going to reunite all the living formal parks department at a picnic. She wants to record it and write about it in the welcome letter. Um, and then it shows this huge wall in the conference room with like papers and post-it notes and it looks like a crime scene investigation. I mean, the whole entire wall is covered. It's nuts. That's how I assume most magazine editors offices look yeah oh maybe honest. you're right because 13 and going on 30 if you've seen that like that's kind of yeah. what they do well and um even devil wears prada is kind of similar i mean she's got the whole book thing okay, situation gotcha. right but like there's so much that goes into like the editing process totally. that i think i think seeing it that way was would be really helpful that's how i would do it yeah honestly i agree so i mean yeah it's so that this is you, also it, like it's all cohesive together yeah, exactly. And that what? Yeah, because you don't want to exactly like the want, next. Right, exactly. Um, I also like don't know why she's putting so much effort into just the welcome letter. I mean, I know this is Leslie, right? Yeah. But like, the welcome letter. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I subscribed to Women's Health for probably two or three years when I was in college. I really liked getting the magazines and and you know all that. Mm-hmm. Did I ever read the welcome letter? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Yeah. No, I did not. I so it's like, that. this is so much effort. I know. I get it. Well, and it's hard to miss, too, right? Because it's, like, stuck in the table of contents sometimes and whatever. But um, mm-hmm. I have I got a Cosmo um, subscription because it was, like, a COVID purchase, I feel. <laughs> and I was like, why yeah. not? And it was actually relatively cheap. It was only, like, 30 bucks for the year. And I was like, I will do that. Um and they have editor's notes in there, and I do read them. But I'm like, I'm like that with museums too, where I just read every single thing. So I don't know. Yeah, but no, that's fair. Either way, so I mean, but like you know, that's fifty fifty. I mean, not everyone's gonna read that. So <laughs> I get what you're right. saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I would put more, um, more effort into like a, a an article about what we're gonna do with the pit. Yeah. Or you know, 
Like, I right. think her time could have been better spent. But yeah. who knows? She she had a good idea, and she's like Leslie. So once she had the good idea, she's like, let's go. Right, 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 right. So. Yeah. And also, side note. Okay. So uh, this is probably not a big deal to anyone else, but Tom says that the centerfold is the best part. And in the last episode, Tom was reading a magazine that ha- that was on the centerfold that said sexies. Uh, I don't know what mm-hmm. he was reading, but I was like, oh, I wonder if that was on purpose. Probably not. I mean, maybe. I don't know. You never know. But I was like, oh, my God, he loves his centerfold in two episodes. That's continuity. <laughs> yeah, that is continuity. But it's also like that's where uh, like that was the big thing in Playboy was if you were the center. Right. If you were the centerfold. hundred percent. hundred percent. Which is very Tom. That also tracks with Tom, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he goes, am I right, Justin? And he forgets that he's not there anymore. A little yeah. call back to Justin. We broke up like six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, we did. I know. I like that little timeline that they said six weeks ago. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. the um, I love April's line, can you Photoshop your life with better choices? <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. So sad. Yes, because Jerry pulls up the softball photos and Morgan apparently is this creepy guy slash the pedophile. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I can, I can Photoshop him out. It's to- totally fine. And I I don't trust Jerry that he could do that anyway. So no. I think April's comment is kind of warranted, even though it's really mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Jerry. Oh, poor little Jerry. Ugh. They're so proud of him for like 10 seconds. I know, right? Totally. He pulls it up correctly. He didn't fart while he was <laughs> doing it. <anything>. Yeah. <laughs> but then Leslie oh, has yeah. um, Tom think of cover photo ideas. And Tom goes on this rant mm-hmm. of how much he loves ads, which makes sense. Totally. That's such a good character, uh, like little detail for him because he's all about the flash yeah. and the money, never the substance. Designer v- jeans and vodka. I thought those were two like perfect things because they're so not wholesome. They're just completely like insubstantial <laughs> right yeah also, is can he we talk about whiskey yeah i was just about to say can we talk about the fact that he's drinking at work <laughs> and like no one's commenting i'm so glad that like, you noticed that too i was like what the fuck not only is he drinking at work he's drinking in the middle of a presentation mm-hmm. he's giving which also i highly doubt anybody asked for this presentation no absolutely not like this was just him going above and beyond so we're getting to see some of his potential here right like you know, we're getting little inklings throughout this season that like when he wants to do something, he can mm-hmm. and he, he can go to really great lengths for it. But at the same time, it's like, dude. Right. Like, yeah, because Leslie totally asks him to like do the cover photo, but she does not mm-hmm. tell him to do this. <laughs> no, no. This seems no offense to him, but this seems like a waste of time. Yeah, no, to- totally. Absolutely. Because it's not serious. And it's that's ne- those things are never going to go on the front page. Um, no. And also, um, this is where we learn kind of what like the summer catalog actually is, because if I'm being mm-hmm. honest, I don't know, like, if my home I'm sure my hometown did and I'm sorry I probably I feel bad about like the people that probably worked really hard on it and I never knew but like apparently you know we're trying to sell Pawnee on our summer classes and it's a throwaway line like you don't really I mean I guess that's not like the most important thing but I thought that was really interesting because I had never clocked like what exactly this catalog had to do with anything (laughs) yeah no that's that's pretty accurate because I I always thought like it was just ways to stay active Mm -hmm. or you know, new things that have been put up in the park. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like a newsletter almost kind of. But Yeah, exactly. Um. Also, did you, th- did you think that this picture of the guy running looked like John Ralphio at all? <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and look. Like his, I did not pay close enough attention. His face. 
But I just thought it was it looked like John Ralphio. So I thought that uh, it could have definitely been him. And then this picture of a baby in a field. Like, where did she? Where did he even get this? Oh, it's got to be um, stock photos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he took any of these. If I'm being honest with you, these all look like stock photos. Yeah, that's probably true. It's not like he yeah. was putting in the effort to go take pictures. Um, I also love Leslie's no. line of, well, this isn't going to work. So. <laughs> yeah. I like how she just shuts him down. Me too. Like she, she does not take any of his shit. She's like, listen, this is not what we're looking for. Go get what we're looking for. Yeah. What do you want? Someone like a family on the swings? Yeah. Yeah. Give me, me that. <laughs> yeah. I just love that line so much. Me too. And, and his little line, why is this cup so tiny? <laughs> I know. I think this is the first time that we see this famous espresso picture, right? I don't think yeah. we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And no, we, we see this so many times throughout the show. But he does yeah. that thing. It really reminded me. He does that thing that Michael Scott does when he's showing photos on his slide. Like, oh, no one's supposed to see that. How did that get there? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. This is where I like to go to be by myself. Who took the picture? <laughs> right. <Ryan>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh oh my god yeah. i just love how like delusional he is about like well i'm cool if that's the cover photo you know like it's fine you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm cool yeah. you guys are are we done here yeah <laughs> oh my god that's very michael scott you're right <laughs> um yeah now i have where mark is at the hospital if you are yeah i'm i'm there and i think it's really sweet that he's remembering mm-hmm. and this is my thing i think by the end of the episode we really spoiler we really understand that Anne's not necessarily in this Mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is she's still putting the effort to get him a six-month anniversary Mm -hmm. gift so i her she's not all the way out the door if that makes sense i think she's got one foot out the door and one foot still in the relationship which which still isn't fair to mark right right but at the same time you're like, okay, she's not completely stringing him along while she's, like, done. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got from her having the gift. Right. Yeah. Like, halfway in, halfway out. And I also feel mm-hmm. like a part of me wonders if she's just kind of doing this because this is what you do when you get to that point. That's true, just too. just, like, a tradition kind of thing. Like, you're just yeah. used to it at this point. But, no, I think that you're right. Um, But I, I, I also wonder, so... On Office Ladies, they talked about how it's so funny. Okay, I have a couple of things on this uh, scene. So lots of controversy happened in my head. First of all, the gift level was so strange, like a Swiss Army watch versus the like a sandwich or whatever the hell. But I have something to say now yeah. to that, now that we've just talked about the dynamic of the relationship, mm-hmm. right? His is more personal. Is it? E- even though it's not more expensive. Yeah. I Does think she like that? Is that bring- her favorite food or something? Yeah, he said. He, I think he says oh, something okay. about like I brought you your favorite thing for lunch or whatever. Oh, right. Okay. So first of all, he's thinking about her because he knows she probably isn't taking a break to eat, being yeah. a nurse, and he's bringing her a food that she likes. Mm-hmm. I think there's more thought and a, and and this is just me personally. Yeah. Everybody's going to look at di- relationships different differently, but I I look at this as being more personal and from the heart than buying a Swiss Swiss Army, Army watch unless he's mm-hmm. like mentioned it over and over again that he wants it. Okay. And I've told Ivan the same thing over and over again. A gift that costs $10 that means something to me is going to mean way more than if you got me a $300 necklace. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know? See, to me they seemed both impersonal i don't know Mm. like they both didn't they seem like generic almost but i guess if she like you know here's lunch 
that anyone could have gotten me. And here's the Swiss Army not watch that I don't know if you really need, but like it's nice. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe right. I'm just bitter. But I don't know. No, no. But I think maybe I think both of us are making the point that this is not working. <laughs> <laughs> because because That's if we go the with true yours, point. <laughs> yes. Because if we go with the way you're seeing it, then neither of them are putting the effort in right and like and they're not meeting each other where they where they need each other yeah and I also see this parallel also it's so funny too because um Rashida Jones is in both of these relationships that I'm talking about like this one and then the gym and uh Karen Karen one and in office ladies they talk about um the six months thing because they in the office they get each other six months presents too which yep. is hilarious that Rashida yep. Jones is in both of those but also like in office ladies they talk about how um like do we get each other six months presents and then Pam was like sometimes or Pam Jenna Fisher was like sometimes I think we get six months presents when we know we're in trouble kind of because mm. like you wouldn't it wouldn't it, like if you're in a solid relationship like you wouldn't necessarily do that because Maybe you go out to dinner or something and you talk. About, I don't know. But I mean, that is me personally. I just I don't know. Everybody celebrates anniversaries differently. So who's to say, really? Oh, yeah. It's it's 100 percent relationship to relationship. Yeah. It's going to, you know. But either way, I think. Yeah. Either way. It's it is so funny, though. It blew my mind, though, to think about like the parallel between Karen and, and Anne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, why? Okay, this is my last thing on this. Why is she carrying that watch in her scrubs? Like, did, she didn't know that he was coming by, right? She was just hanging it, hanging out with it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny to me. It doesn't matter. It's a stupid detail, but I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe she didn't want to leave it in her locker or something in case it got stolen. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I have no idea. Um, side note. I did do a tiny, tiny deep dive on the Swiss Army watch. Not a huge one, um, but Victorinox apparently is the brand of a Swiss Army watch. Did you know that? Uh-huh. Okay, I did not know that. Um, but they range anywhere from, like, there's one that's $90, which is, like, super, super low end. But, like, the the basic ones start at 190 and they go all the way up to $900. So I really hope that she got the lower end because yeah. of being a nurse and also just because, like, six months you probably should you don't even know if you like this guy that much <laughs> right yeah I she probably didn't I if I'm being honest like knowing Anne, she probably wasn't a big spender on that right yeah I don't yeah I don't think so but Mark really seems to really like it he seems very taken aback I loved his reaction and performance here like he couldn't tell yeah. whether the guy was Same. actually dead and then his talking head of like that guy really seemed dead <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. The whole performance from Mark here is so good, I thought. Yeah, me too. But there's a deleted scene that I wanted to play for you because I thought it was really interesting and I wanted to get your thoughts on it because I'm glad they cut it, if I'm being completely honest. So Mm -hmm. let me play it. Love you. Yeah, we do say it now. It's nice to hear someone say they love you. It's a good feeling. (laughs) He lived a really long life. So he was talking about, yeah, she was talking about the guy that seemed dead. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, they couldn't stop staring. But the love you thing. I was like, yeah. I don't need them to say they love each other. That doesn't attract. No, well, and here's. But also the way she explained it of, like, it's nice right, to hear exactly. someone say, I love you. That's how you feel. Right. Mm. That's that's not what you should be saying. You should be <laughs> pr- proud that it's Mark. Yeah. 
Like, I think that's what she's looking for, like, is that she just wants somebody to love her. I mean, after Andy, I think Andy yeah. did a number on her. <laughs> I do, too. You know, because I think I think her bar is so low. Yeah. But it's like, OK, do you know that? <laughs> do you know a new girl uh-huh. when when Jess realizes she doesn't want to be with Russell anymore? Which one's Russell again? The the older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no passion. Mm, yeah. Right? But he was successful. Yeah. He had things that the other guys she hadn't dated had. He right? checks all the And marks. that's what Mark is. Yeah. But she doesn't have the passion that she had with Andy. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. that's the issue. I agree. And that's the thing. It's just like, even though Andy, and it's like Andy and um, Russ or Russell, what, was it Russell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can be... Um, like swapped almost where like Andy doesn't have the good stuff, but like there is that passion kind of thing, which is exactly mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. But I mean, it's just yeah. like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways. But it's just a lesson in, in love. Like, like in New Girl, Nick is, Nick is not as bad as Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but like Nick keeps all of his money in a box. Yeah. And he's not where Jess wants him to be. Right. But... There's a love there that like mm-hmm. that makes everything else kind of seem like not not that important. Yeah. But that's not that's not happening with Mark. Look, in the eternal words of Selena Gomez, the heart wants what it wants. Okay. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> the heart wants what it wants, baby. But it sucks because it's so detrimental to some people too. Love can be like yeah. so good and so bad. Ugh. It really can be. Anyway, yes, I think that that is such an interesting analyzing moment of mm-hmm. like human connection. So, anyways, there is um now. Oh wait, are you done with um that one with the hospital? Yes. Okay, because now I'm at where April and Andy are in the parking lot playing with the picnic food. <laughs> yes. And there's a truck where... behind them, by the way. This is Pawnee Street Services. I don't know if you saw that, but I really appreciated that detail. I there. didn't. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I like this line of, that's the boy version of softball. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, and April throwing the salmon onto the, the roof I while know. they were getting the picnic. And also, this is, is so unsanitary to me because the whole scene starts mm-hmm. out with April. She's literally throwing rolls to Andy across the parking lot with her bare hands and yeah. hoping that they land in the picnic basket. Yeah gross and then Andy's sweaty that hands makes me are on some of them too when he catches them or whatever yeah. yeah I really do hate that um I mean I guess it's kind of like uh the Angela of the office where sometimes I'm just like god you're so frustrating because mm-hmm. all April does is do a little pouty face she doesn't even say sorry yeah about doing the salmon thing and I'm like you guys stupid um but I do like this little moment of them sharing something in common uh as far as like having played softball slash baseball um, and then Anne comes in and says to Tom, like, where's Leslie? She texted me from your phone and says that she left her phone at home and that she should come here immediately. And as she's talking, she's like, well, why did I believe you? <laughs> yep. I should not have believed this. Yeah, totally. And then Mark rushes in. And again, I love his performance here. Of Like he comes in, he sees her and he's like, hi, <laughs> like yeah. halfway through. It's so cute. There's no such thing as a city planning emergency. I love yeah. that little detail, that little subtle nod to what we've been talking about, where Mark is like not sure slash uncertain of his job because there's really no stakes here. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. So I love yeah. that. And Diana I also wins. love. Yes, I love that. I love this relationship 
name mm-hmm. and Danowitz. It's the best thing of their relationship. I do too. I yeah, I agree. <laughs> Which is so sad. Uh, yeah. So also, like Tom, nice job using Leslie to manipulate. Like he knew that Anne would do anything for Leslie, I and that know. was that. I mean, that was sad, but it was also well planned. It is. Yeah, that was smart. Smart. Yeah. In the words of Tom, smart Anne. Smart. Which I don't. I don't remember which episode that was, but he. I remember it. Yep. So he tells them that they should be models on the front of the summer catalog. And Mark is all in because they don't have any pictures together, which is also weird. And <laughs> yeah, that is. Although I'll say, like, I'm really, really shitty about remembering to take pictures. Like, yeah. Ivan and I have to all of a sudden at the end of a trip be like, oh, gosh, we got to take pictures, which is why I'm really excited that you are going to be at the bachelor but i mean you're going to be there anyway yeah but like having you at the bachelor bachelorette party i think you're going to be really good at reminding us all to take pictures yeah. and that's important because i want pictures and i want video and i want everything to be documented oh my god and i'm really bad at remembering yeah because i don't i'm not on my phone a lot mm-hmm. like when we're and when we're doing stuff and so it's like i forget like hey you should pull your phone out and take a picture yeah no, it makes so. sense. Well, and especially like selfies, sometimes it's it's trickier. I mean, depending on who you are, yeah. obviously. But sometimes I get caught in like taking pictures of like, you know, the scenery or wherever I am. So I forget to turn the camera around and be like, oh, let's get a picture of all of us. But I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty decent. At it, I'm not going to lie. I, I did something, I'm maybe to an annoying point. But at the end of every trip like that I take <laughs> with my mom and my sister, I always start like a fam, um, like a photo album because you can do that on the Apple or whatever phone, the iPhone. And you can like invite right. people and they can share the photos in the album and you can see everybody's photos that they took so that will definitely be a thing right yeah that's so cool yeah and i like i think though it to your point though that Anne and andy and and ape i know Anne all the, there are three names Anne, april and andy all yeah. A's. yep annoying anyway and, yeah. go ahead Anne and mark um, don't have Anne and mark to to your point if you were to go back to the first six months that Ivan and I were dating we have a lot more pictures together than I would say we do in the last year and a half Mm, interesting because we were you're still in that part of your relationship where it's like this is new we want to flaunt this Mm. yeah okay cool yeah and then you get like kind of settled in it and you're like cool with it you know yeah that makes sense yeah now where they're actually at the picnic or at the parking lot I suppose and Andy and April do a sweater swap, and this is like, okay, we're doing this. We're, like, fully flirting now, especially with, like, April tugging at the sweater, oh, yeah. being, like, all cutesy. Like, let's, that's, we're flirting. Yes. We're real. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Leslie needs to realize that there is a reason that these four men are never put in the same place I at know. the same time. I know, and I guess that was a good, or a good point to bring up because I wonder, like, did she know? She must not have known. Like, she doesn't, I don't even think she's ever met any of these people, so she must not have known that they, like, didn't right. get along, you know? The issue is she needed to tell, she needed to tell Ron mm-hmm. ahead of time, and Ron could have oh, warned her. Oh, she would her. not have believed it, don't you think? That's, or she would have just been like, but whatever, there we'll, would get at along. Least be... we'll all get along because I'm in charge of it and I'm just going to plan it anyways. You know what I mean? Exactly. But then I think sh- there would have at least been a told mm, you so moment. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, hey, let's learn right. from this. Not <laughs> a, you know, oh, I didn't know you guys didn't get along type situation. Oh, I know. Um, I really. I mean, on a side note, I, I love her outfit. Me too. I think it looks great. Yeah. That's Cute little pink plaid moment. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel for her in this moment because like she just has such a high expectations 
and it's yeah. just or instantly shattered. Um, yeah. But people are pulling up, and I love Le- Leslie's line here of just act normal, just be normal people. Yeah, like the the you guys are going to end up being the most normal people here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. Okay, but. so are we ready for our guest star breakdown of all these bitches? Okay. Yes. Do it. First guy, uh, the old parks director arrives, David Moser. And this character is played by, I don't know how to pronounce his name if I'm being completely honest with you, but it's D A K I N. So Dakin? Dakin? I don't know. But anyway, thank you, sir. <laughs> his last name is Matthews. <laughs> um,. He's a huge TV actor. He's a huge theater actor in addition to his theatrical credits. But most people our age, if you watch Gilmore Girls, will recognize him as Hanlon Charleston, which was so cute because I knew that I'd seen him before. But, I mean, I can't quote Gilmore Girls, but I know, like, when I saw that on IMDb, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then he's also in Desperate Housewives, a TV show called Down Home, which was a show in the 90s, which is like a really popular TV show. He was in a few episodes of the Jeff Foxworthy show, General Hospital, King of Queens, Lincoln, the movie, True Grit, uh, Bridge of Spies, which was, okay, side note, there was a TV series that he was in. Did you see this? I don't know if you saw this, um, that he was in called The Office. No? Okay. What the heck? Because so it wasn't it's not the office uh, as we know it. But so there was this TV show that was called The Office. And I looked up um, what it was. So it's an office comedy version, which is funny because it's a British series that it was started as called Upstairs Downstairs. And then it was translated slash adapted to American television into a show called The Office, and it's centering on the camaraderie of executives and their secretaries of a busy corporate office at a design packing company. But it has nothing to do with The Office that we know, but it's weird that this one was also an American version of a British show, and that's so wild. And why did they not name it something different? Well, that one was first. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So weird. So, but then it ended, I think, in like the 2000s or something, so, or like earlier 2000s, rather. Um, but anyway, he, so he has a, uh, a degree, actually, I thought this was a fun fact, in theology, and he studied at the Vatican, and he played a priest in 177 Minutes, which I've never seen, but it was a movie about a supposed miracle where a teenage girl comes back to life after being declared dead for three hours. Oh. Which is interesting, because he studied theology, and he got to play a priest in that one. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but he was also a teacher at Juilliard, and Patty Lapone was one of his students, apparently. And he, <laughs> it's just like so crazy, like all the things that he was in, and all of these, as you'll we'll talk about, all of these um, guest or guest stars, part old Parks Department uh, directors are so widely known. They're huge actors, so I think it's amazing. Um, Anyway, he asks how long this is going to take, and that's the first time that Leslie is... Or Leslie doesn't really see it yet. Hers is still gradual. She's just like, okay, I know you're a busy person, but the audience is like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, okay, do you have anything else to say about David Moser? No. Okay, great. Um, the next older fellow that walks in is Jack Wallace, and he died on April 16th, 2020. So sad. I don't know if it was because of COVID or what it was, but um, anyway, it's so sad too this because is Clarence or Clarence, who? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's so sad because David Moser says like, <laughs> Clarence, I thought you were dead, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is such a like meta slash interesting funny thing, um, and then he says, I'm gonna outlive you, and then bone your wife, 
So <laughs> so good. That. I love it. But this guy, uh, Jack Wallace, who played Clarence, was in a ton of stuff. He was in episode in an episode of The Mindy Project, Grey's Anatomy, The Boy Next Door, which was a J-Lo movie that I never saw. So that's interesting. General Hospital, Eagle Heart, which he was in 14 episodes of. Shameless, like so many things. Um, but we so appreciate his role as Clarence on Parks and Rec. So pour one out for our homie because he was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Michael, who is actually the one with glasses, the hippie one. And he mm-hmm. is riding a bike, which I think that is so uh, cute little detail. Um, but his, his name in real life is Michael uh, his his full name is Michael Gross, and he's been in a ton of stuff. I mean, it's wild, um, but he's primarily known for family ties, and he was the dad in that. Uh, he was also in Sister of the Bride, which is a Hallmark movie, so my mom has probably seen him. <laughs> I don't. My mom, too. <laughs> That's all we do at Christmas. My mom and I watch car- Hallmark movies. I do that, too, and I also do it, like, just when I go home, like, we watch the random, you know, movies that they have throughout the year so it's Mm -hmm. you know and he's been i looked him up and he's been in a ton of hallmark movies like he that's which like it's so funny these names i'll read out these names of the some of the hallmark movies he's been in christmas pen pals a ring for christmas christmas reservations those are real movies (laughs) yeah oh i know they're real movies I'm sure they're great, though. And uh, the one Sister of the Bride one that I was just talking about, um, he was in that with Beth Broderick, who actually plays the mom uh, or the not the mom, the like one of the aunts in uh, the taller one in uh, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but yeah, so he is really doing the Hallmark thing, which look. Honestly, if you can be a Hallmark actor and be in every or every couple movies, look, I cannot blame you because Mm-mm. that's a good gig. Um, it was also he was also an ER and he won a ton of awards for this movie called Our Father, where he has dementia and it seems really deep. Um, I watched mm. the trailer; it looked really intense. Um, and then I've never seen these movies. Do you watch or have you heard of the Tremors movies? Mm-mm. Okay, well, he no. plays Bert in that one, so if anyone cares about that. Uh, he was also born in Chicago, which is interesting. And uh, so, shouts to Chicago for Maddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his IMDb says he was in a gang in high school, <laughs> which is really interesting. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh at that. That's not funny. But he was in a gang in high school, and then he went to Yale after he became a better student, which was like a quote, in, or not a quote, but like a subline in IMDb, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um Interesting. But, okay, and I'm just, like, I don't want to, like, air out any laundry or anything like that, but I did email his agents and his agent. I'm just curious. It's not, like, controversy at all. But I emailed his agents and he said that, and his agent said that he'll respectfully pass on the pod, which, like, mm-hmm. first of all, I, whatever. At least you email me back. That's great. But yeah, I yeah. wonder sometimes, because I've heard on podcasts and in interviews in general and stuff, like, I've heard of actors, like, never ever or never even getting like the message from their agent Mm. and they just like pass and like I get it obviously maybe something like that has happened or so many small little things have come up where they told their agent at one point like you know what like just make the executive decision I don't even care kind of thing um Mm. but I do wonder sometimes like I remember Will Arnett said that on Smartless like one of their guests came on who is like a big actor now and he was like I tried to reach out to you and Will was like what and he was like yeah I reached out to your agents at some point and I and Will was like, I didn't get that. Maybe Will was lying, but still, <laughs> I was like, see. <laughs> but anyway, I, I really feel like appreciate they have to it. vet some things, you know, especially yeah. for someone as big as Will. 
Yeah, totally. And this dude, I mean, he's like super famous for being on Family Ties and all these Hallmark movies. So, but at the same time, you can still talk to us or send a voice memo. Either way, we appreciate your work and we thank Mm -hmm. you for your time on Parks (laughs) and on Family Ties. Even though I've never seen that, I know that that's a big uh, thing for a lot of people. Um... And those are our three dudes, uh, apart from Ron. So now they immediately start throwing insults at each other. And, cl- and this is where Clarence says the thing about, <laughs> I'm going to bone your wife. And Ron's yep. like, shut your damn mouth. And oh my God, Leslie is just starting to think this is a mistake. Yeah. Which this is all in the parking lot is. too, by the way. Like this is yeah. not, <laughs> we haven't even started our walk. <laughs> I know. I also wonder it's if ridiculous. Chris Pratt improvised um, the apartment thing. When I, I say know. parks, do you say department? Apartment. <laughs> I really wish I really should have gone back to watch because I thought about that too, and I think we could have probably told from people's oh reactions. reactions. Yeah, maybe so. It it could have been scripted. You just never know. Um, yeah. I also love how mad Ron gets when he's hungry. He's like such a baby, and his kind of like waddling run his where run. his arms are all spread out. <laughs> And now it's gone and I hate everything. <laughs> Do you know how many times a day or a week I say, and now I hate everything? Yes. So <laughs> Just dramatic, to be dramatic. But it feels so real in the moment. <laughs> it really does. Well, and he, he already ate the snack bacon she packed him. <laughs> he He's smelled like it a in dog. Her purse. He is a dog. That's a great, like, spirit animal for him, I feel. It or really like a is. wolf. Yeah. Have you seen those TikToks of the guy who, like, he acts out different? Dogs? Dogs. Yes, dog breeds? It's, yes! I, yes, I love it so much. I wonder if he's done any that are, like, Ron. I should go back and re- watch all of them. Yeah. Has he done your dogs yet? I don't know what breed mm, yours are. I don't think so. No, but some of my favorites are uh, the Corgi. He's like, watch oh, yeah. me walk away. And he has, like, a pillow in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and the Golden oh, Retriever. It's like, Dad, watch me. Are you watching? Yes. Dad. Totally. Or they have like, or he'll do how the different dogs react to robbers coming in. Yes. I can't remember which one, but one was like, oh, I think it was a Doberman or something where he's just like, is the dog or him as the dog is just eating something and like whatever, dude. But the robber just runs away because he gets so scared because people are so freaked out by Dobermans. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's so good. That's so funny. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Moving on. Um... He reveals, I think Ron reveals that he doesn't even know any of the other Parks guys except for Michael because Michael is right before him, which is really interesting um, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't know all my predecessors, but if you're Leslie, then you absolutely would. Um, right. Oh, my gosh. And I sent you this deleted scene, but there is this precious deleted scene of Andy and April. Um, April says her feet are hurting and Andy is teasing her about never going outside, like who wears kids on a hike or whatever or mm-hmm. on a walk or whatnot. And Andy's like, OK, if you'll stop complaining, I'll give you a piggyback, piggyback ride. And it's so Aww. precious. And I'm going to yeah. post it in our stories or maybe I'll post it on the, the main feed. But either way, you guys have to watch it. It's so cute. I really wish they didn't cut it, but I love it. Yeah, I think it sets up pretty well. Mm hmm. For the relationship. Totally. Um, well, now I'm at where Tom is taking pics of Andy and Anne pushing this kid on a swing. <laughs> where did they get this kid? I don't know. I could not find him on IMDb, Maddie. I tried. I really looked everywhere. I, like, Googled it on the Wikipedia, and uh, I just, I could not find this kid. So, but, I mean. Okay, but also, Holly, where did Tom get this kid? Oh, <laughs> Which is my main question as someone who works closely with DCS. (laughs) 
I'm God. so concerned for this child. <laughs> I love our different reactions. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm like business IMDb. That kid, if he's an actor, needs to have his IMDb up stat. And you're yeah. like, but is he okay? <laughs> That's a great question. I do not know. It sounds, I would imagine that Tom was on the uh, playground and was just like, yo, come here. And Anne and Mark are weirdly okay with it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, okay. I was wondering when I was going through th- this episode, Anne is holding her hands together and kind of snaking her arms like around Mark and Mark is like on his knees, like with his hand up. And I was like, what is this backstory? Like what the hell is happening? He's um, being too avant-garde. Is what yeah. Being. But I want to play a deleted scene for you. And I think I can't, I can't remember if it was all of the one that you found too. Cause I know you found this one as well. Um, mm-hmm. Hang on. Let me see. Tom photo okay it's like and I don't even think I recorded all of it because it was such a long explanation of like what he wanted to get and he was giving everybody different um, backstories and I was just like what is even happening Um, but okay let me just play this for you these people they're the perfect family They found each other. They boned. You gave birth. But is there a dark, ugly secret beneath this perfect exterior? They're in the witness protection program, and the mob just found out their location, and this is their last chance for a family photo. Use it. Go. (laughs) Like, what? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it's, like, super random. Um, And there's there's one even... uh, Shit, I thought I recorded it, but I guess I didn't because... Wait, what's this one? Okay, so sorry, but I wanted the main reason I wanted to get this deleted scene was because I wanted to know what the hell that Mark and uh, Anne were doing, and that's what this is. Okay, uh-huh. come with me. Now let's take a real photo, something that will intrigue, stimulate, and captivate. Mark, get on your knees, arch your back, and look upwards like you just saw a blimp. Uh, sure. Why again, though? Damn it, Mark. I'm trying to tell a story about aspirations. I'm trying to be visually interesting. Can you just go with me here? Nice. Perfect. And you're a snake. Slither around his body. I will only do that if you can defend it artistically. Parks, Garden of Eden, Temptation, Snake. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. So then he slides down the slide and as yeah, he's while taking the he's picture, taking that's the how picture. it ended. Uh, but Anne like has this look after he says, Garden of Eden snake. He's, she's like, okay, I guess that counts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anne. But I was, she- I was really intrigued because I was like, oh, Tom, what are these random ass things? And woof, that was a lot going on. So if anyone was yeah, wondering was why she was like a snake, that's why. Yeah. So that's a lot. Okay, so now I'm back at the picnic where she's talking to Clarence um, and she asks what the first summer catalog was like. And he said he used to teach because women weren't allowed to teach, at least not in my department, is what he says. (sighs) This guy infuriates me the entire episode. Oh, it's so awful. It's It's like the park. It reminds me of the park ranger that comes and uh, is talking to Leslie after the hunting trip. Mm -hmm. Like after that's what it reminds me Mm -hmm. of. So you got a little emotional. (laughs) Yeah, and like, the dude. sad part is, and that's what this show does so well, is that this is real. Like, yeah, people Legit. think this. 
people have yeah. these thoughts in their head. Not just old people, but people in general. And yeah. it's wild. Amy Poehler's face, though, when he's describing why she shouldn't be a deputy director is hilarious. Women, oh my God, I almost don't want to read this, but whatever. He, re- Women need a lot of blood to yeah. flow to the baby center, which leaves less for the brain. And he pats her head. I wrote in my uh, comments, all caps, despicable. Disgust, do not touch me, bitch. Yeah. Oh, the little old man. I can't. He did such a good job playing that role. It was like so He real. really did. Ugh. And then I'm at where Andy's eating so much cheese whiz, which is gross. And April can't stand it. Yeah, I wrote that. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were never allowed to have that in her house. Like, uh-uh. my mom was not about fake stuff like that. But also, like, I tried it as an adult. And I was like, this is nasty. Yeah. Um, And also putting it directly in your mouth. That's disgusting. Mm-mm. And it's so much. He takes some and then you think he's done. And then he keeps going and it's gross. It's like what you and I do with whipped cream. But yeah. with string yeah. cheese. Whipped cream, yeah. I could see. Mm-hmm. That's normal. No one judge us. That's normal. Uh, and then he says he should write a song called Life is a Picnic. And April says, I like that. What about Life is a Picnic with you? That's oh, so precious. And then it could so be about nice. a girl or Peyton Manning. <laughs> yes. Which I will give everybody an update on pa- Peyton Manning because some people know him from one thing and some people know him from another. So in 2009, when mm-hmm. this was referenced, 2010 yeah. even. He was playing for the Colts, okay. which checks out um, in, in Indianapolis. So that checks out why he likes Peyton Manning. But mm. Peyton Manning finished his career with the Broncos, mm. um, which is why I'm clarifying. Because yeah. this is, this is I feel like, his franchise team. But, like, I think he, a lot of people know him from the Broncos, too. Interesting. Anyway. And he he's the one that just recently said he was going into retirement and then just came back out? Or is that to someone else? No, that's Tom Brady, girl. Tom Brady. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. Come on. <laughs> you lived in New England. <laughs> I didn't follow it, sweetie. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> it's okay. My poor fiance has gone through so much heartbreak over that. Oh, my God. Well, uh, I mean, okay. I just, I, oh, when I first heard that Tom Brady, I knew it was Tom Brady. Um, or Well, when I first saw the article anyway. Yeah, Not yeah. now, obviously. <laughs> but when I first saw the article that he was um, retiring, I was like, is he, though? Is he? Are we sure? <laughs> and And we thought, and we could be wrong for the future, but we thought he would retire with the Patriots, even if that meant mm. he just signed a two-day contract Yeah, who did he go with, with again? He's still at the Buccaneers right now. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, I don't Crazy. know. Yeah, yeah, it's wild how it's just, like, it's not really uh, about loyalty for them. Which, like, loyalty in some regards like that is overrated. Because, like, who's giving you the money, I guess? But I don't know. Right. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's a job. And I, I don't know. Like, Manning ended up having a Super Bowl with the Broncos, so. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. But, well, anyway, he, he finished sixth in the league that year. Okay. Um, and uh, he... What does that also mean, sixth in the league? Like sixth best? Like rated? Would be my, it would be my assumption for okay. quarterbacks. Okay. With It says sixth in the league in passer efficiency. Mm. So okay. the most pa- com- most completed passes would be okay. my assumption. Uh, Manning also finished second in the league in passing attempts, completions, and um, percentage. Okay. So right. not that that's important. But so you guys know that he was playing for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I think that's when a great Andy fun fact. this. Great. So. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love yep. it. Love it. Yeah. Because I mean, what if we didn't know, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying, I think I, it's all about behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Then we have this big moment where Andy says they should grab a drink at Tucker's after this. And oh my God, you can uh-huh. see April trying to hold it together. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, totally. Just trying to play it down. I love it so much. Um, but still, I mean, I, ca- I still can't tell if he's asking her out for reals or if it's just like, we're getting along right now. Let's go get drinks. I can't tell either. Honestly, I really can't. Yeah, I just don't know. So it gets a little more clear, I feel, in the next couple episodes for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But still, like, I don't know. But either way, that was a big moment. That's a big moment, all caps. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, now we're at Leslie talking to David Moser, and he's littering as they're talking. It's awful. He says he actually hated the job of Parks Director. Like, who gives a crap about this crap? And the only he reason just... that he... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You were going to say exactly what I was going to say. Oh, so yeah. Funny. The only reason he took the job is because Clarence was so old. And he just did it for the money and pension. Ugh. Yep. But, Which I mean... Is... That is the reality of it. It really is. That's what people do. That's what Jerry's doing, honestly. <laughs> well, I, th- I think we've gotten into um, a generation now where more people do what they want. Pa- yeah, for um, like passion. And- because, yeah, for the passion and for what they want to do. Whereas I think when our parents were growing up or even like more before that, it was like you just got to do what's going to put food mm-hmm. on the table mm-hmm. and ha- is consistent, consistent yeah. and stable. So totally, which that part I totally get, but you don't have to be a jackass about it. Okay. And why are you littering your tissue? So gross. There was a deleted scene also where, cause she first picks up the can or whatever he he throw down. And then there is a deleted scene where it shows that she does pick up the tissue with a stick in case anyone was wondering, cause they cut that out. Like where he, the, the tissue's just laying there and she's staring at it. She gets it with a stick because I was wondering, I was like, Oh God, I want her to pick that up, but I don't because that's gross. So yeah, she does. I'm glad they, there's an answer to that in the <laughs> deleted scenes. Yes. So now we're back at the park and yeah. Anna Marker on the this seesaw. Camera? I know this camera's fancy. It's super fancy. He probably went into debt to get it. Honestly, he thinks that like, he's going to have some sort of like, ad thing or maybe maybe it's the parks or, or like a government situation maybe he rented it from city hall who's to say it could be they needed to put the summer catalog together they needed pictures in there it, it could very well be the department's camera mm-hmm. uh, and then we have the maxim or good housekeeping comment of like which one are you doing and she's not sure which one is the insult <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but i think this kid is so cute regardless of where they got him both in real life and in the show <laughs> He must, I just, it's so funny because, um, I felt like he wasn't really, um, or the little kid, like his little laughs and everything were really precious and the smiles. There was some deleted scenes when she, when Tom was like mean to the kid. And I was like, really glad that they cut that because that was mm-hmm. like funny, I guess, when you think about it. Cause you know, just humor in like a little bit of a dark humor moment. But I like this where he's like laughing and Tom's like, everyone's doing great except for you. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We may have to go nude, says Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. And I like that Mark and the kid get a juice box, but not Anne. I know. I think it's so cute. I love it. Um... Oh, my gosh. And then we're back at the park, and Clarence says, if you're menstruating, you'll attract bears. And I love how Leslie says, holy God. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's, uh, and then the other, I just whizzed on a butterfly. <laughs> so stupid. That was way more the than I Why is he peeing in the it? open? There are no trees right to cover behind... him. Nothing. There's no bushes. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He really doesn't. Uh, but... 
this is where David Moser like really says the enemy thing where he says he used to copy the Eagleton summer catalog letter for the Pawnee one. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. No, we don't do that. And that's and, just lazy. Yeah. Oh, dumbass. But and I guess, well, maybe to your point, I mean, no one would like care enough to read it to know maybe. But even if mm-hmm. like you did read it, you're not probably reading the Eagleton one if you're a Pawneean. So I don't know. Yeah. But then if you're just copying, here's my other question, though. Now that we know what the catalog is for, mm-hmm. if you're reading the Eagleton one, you're reading Eagleton classes, which probably aren't available to you well just for the welcome letter like the welcome oh, letter. oh i thought doesn't... he can't i thought he copied the whole thing i was like oh <sighs> yeah i think he was just copying the welcome letter okay, okay which okay. like yeah that i mean it makes sense to do that i guess from a cheating standpoint because <laughs> they have their shit together and he does not that's but fair anyways this is such a fancy setup did you notice this yes! picnic table i loved this yeah, they have the nice long candles. They're not lit, but they have the candles. Mm-hmm. Um, Breadsticks, those really fancy hard ones. Mm-hmm. Um, actual baskets holding their food, like it's not oh plastic. And those legit cups and plates. Those baskets were so cute. They really were. And then what they were you They put effort sorry? into this. Well, the last thing was like legit cups and plates. Oh, like yeah. they don't look plastic. Mm-hmm. They look like legit cutlery. Yeah. So, I mean... It, I mean, it's well put together. I don't know why they didn't light the candles. Maybe <laughs> maybe it was a um, studio thing. Although yeah. they were outside, so I don't know. Right. Um, Let's start a forest fire. Yeah, I really liked it. I couldn't tell, like, if there were already tape. Like, I couldn't remember when they were setting up. I should have gone back. But they, I couldn't tell if there was already a table there and they just put the tablecloth over. Or did they have to carry tables up? I think there I was think probably it, a table already. Yeah, I would have guessed, slash I took it when I was watching it, that there was already a table there. Now, it is kind of in a random-ass little spot, yeah. I feel. It's just like in this middle of an open uh, wood. But at the same time, that is kind of uh, reality as well. <laughs> because a yeah. lot of times if you're on like hiking trails or, or like a park or something, it's just like in this random open field where it's not really near the path at all, but it's just there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. That's it's accurate. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the tablescape as well. And technically, Andy and April did it. They're the ones that set yeah. it up. So that's interesting. They really, yeah, they did a great job. Yeah. But Leslie probably bought all the stuff. So it's half and half. Anyway, <laughs> um, Michael says he really liked being the parks uh, like director because pencil pushing wasn't his thing. And being in the parks was the best part of his job. And then Ron yeah. reveals that he's on parole because he used to smoke pot in the office and in the parks all the time. And he's like, it was the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and not to get wild, but um, I I kind of agree. I think pot should be illegal. I don't think it should be illegal, but I think it should be, um, you know, and we've talked about this before where I feel like it should be monitored like alcohol. Like you can't drink and drive. You can't be yep. under the influence when you're doing shit, which I honestly, I yep. feel you like you should do it at work. Right. You shouldn't do yeah. it at work, uh, like literally on the job. Um, Yeah. And I just, I mean, I feel like that's kind of where I, I'm like, Michael, you would have been on parole regardless, I feel, if it was legal or not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. But also I looked up where, um, so Michael says Thomas Jefferson grew hemp as like this justification that we should have uh, whatever uh, weed legally. And right. um, 
I looked it up and I and it di- he did have hemp apparently like he grew hemp in his uh, farm or well we know who was really doing the planting as he, Hamilton says. Amen. Uh, but all his farm books slash documents that have been found say it was used for clothing because hemp like cotton can be used for clothes. So it doesn't say anything about him smoking it, but I'm sure he did. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say if they even knew you could smoke it back then? Right. That's true. Who? Yeah. I don't know when it came into prominence. That's a good uh, deep dive for later. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I Recap. can't hear hippies. Says Ron. <laughs> oh. Okay. Now I'm at where Andy and April are having their own little picnic. And April know, says so that she'd do. I know. I think it's so cute. I love this it. is their first little like bonding moment. I feel that's like not at the office. You know what I mean? Yep. It's still part of work, but it's not at the office, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and April says she'd do the super old guy because of his eyebrows. And it was really nasty. Like she'd chew off his eyebrows yeah. <laughs> after making She's out gross. with him. <laughs> yeah. But I like that Andy doesn't, he just like laughs and says you instead of like, oh my God, you're so weird. You know what I mean? why they work. Yeah. It's why they work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is when they start taunting each other and Michael says like, let's just relax, smoke another J. (laughs) Oh my God. And then like David Moser starts this whole like, yeah, another. And then he starts this whole cursing thing. And I, did you, I don't know if you heard this, but at the end he says you're a pain in the rectum. I think that's what he says, but I'm not positive. I didn't (laughs) didn't have the subtitles on, but I was like, that's a very specific burn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is. This is my favorite line coming up that Leslie says, by the way. Okay. Um, Well, I have two. I don't know. I think. I don't know. Okay. Number one is if you mention anything about women or menstruation or anything, I'm going to take your face and I'm going to shove it in those brambles. <laughs> That's number one. And number two is get out of your seats, turds. <laughs> yeah. That's good too. I literally laughed out loud at that because she says it so like quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, <laughs> I uh, I think those are great. There, There's this line where... It's Michael, right? That says that he's growing marijuana in the public garden. Mm-hmm. He was. He planted them. It was like almost like a callback to when they did the stakeout. Yeah. Totally. So I was like, I wonder if it was marijuana and he planted it. Right. <laughs> um, no, but the that and then this line that Clarence says, the your, your little friend come to visit. I like I wanted to punch him in the face. Oh that God. was the last time because I've had somebody say that to me. And I'm like, listen, like. That's no excuse for you to act like that. Mm -mm, I just, mm -mm. I can't. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying that uh, we don't act differently when we're on our period. Number one, like that is true. But number two, I think it's the complete opposite of what people think it is. Let me explain. So Mm -hmm. um, when I'm on my period, I do not take shit from anyone. Whereas when I'm on my period, I make so many passes for so many people. So I feel like it's a superpower. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with what you're saying right now because it's wrong Mm -hmm. and I don't believe you and I think that you are stupid. (laughs) Obviously, I would be more professional if it was in a work setting. But like when you're on your period, you don't really have access to those like, you know, or well, sometimes you do, but we've been trained so much to, um, you know, push down those instincts and those, um, you know, natural feelings I f- that are smart and uh dedicated and real and whatnot so with when I'm on my period I'm like oh I finally have like my intuition coming on you know what I mean right. and mm-hmm. I just think it's I think it's a superpower so yeah 
Even though it sucks, I'm not saying it's the best. Ugh. Gross. Um... Okay, all the pictures are of <laughs> all the pictures of everybody is um, photoshopped, or not all the pictures, but the one with like the <laughs> the naked guys. <laughs> I love it. Gross. Yeah. What is it that April says? Look how generous they're being to e- with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. said that after um, she tried to photoshop it so they'd all be happy, but it was hard because their mouths are so mouths old. Mouths are so old. <laughs> Yeah. And then all these pictures of Mark and Anne on the flip side are blurred out because it's, quote, artsy. And then they get right. showed, quote, the normal ones. And I just think this is such a beautiful way to show that Anne, again, is just not feeling with Mark. Like, I think it's so uh, smart to have this technique or, well, I don't know if technique's the right word, but this way to show this uh, emotion. Mm-hmm. Because have you ever looked at yourself in pictures and you're just like, oh, I didn't realize I was feeling th- or that I looked that way. And right. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I think it's so fascinating. I especially do that with, like, physical attributes. Like, you know how those – I think everybody does this when you look at pictures, um, and, or a lot of people do it. I'll look at pictures of myself from, like, a long time ago, and I'm like, oh, my God, I was so cute. But I remember very specifically at that very time being like, oh, I hate my body. I'm so ugly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so wild. Um, I feel that. Yeah. But then, oh, my gosh, this thing of – I don't know if you caught it, but the camera stays on Mark like a little too long when Anne says, like, let's yeah. go get some dinner. And it just creates He's concerned. This, yeah. It creates this vibe of him not being sure what's wrong. Is it something deeper? We don't know. Yeah. But I think it was well done because you kind of get that he's cluing into it. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Now, Matt Leslie talking to Ron, if you are. And she printed a blank piece of paper. <laughs> You know, you could have so just Leslie. handed me a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and she's replacing the welcome letter with the yearning ad for Dennis Feinstein, which I thought was a really cool foreshadowing moment. I uh, love this. Let me buy you dinner. No, I insist you buy insist me dinner. Insist you buy me dinner. <laughs> I love when she passes him the picture. Uh-huh. He says, good God, I don't remember this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. You're not supposed to. This is fake. <laughs> Uh, I know that's so funny. He's like really trying to picture what happened or when this happened. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh my god. This next scene I call cringy at the bar. Breaking. It is so sad. Cringy. It's so cringy. Yeah. So April tries to go in, but she can't because she's twenty. And Andy's face is so awkward. April tries to say like, "Well, we can go to another bar that does let me in." Like. You know, uh, and Andy says he can't because he has to go clean. Can I tell you I felt this so deeply in my soul because I hate that excuse. I Mm. understand that excuse. Let me tell you, I understand it. Look, I need to clean too. And a clean life is a clean or a clean house is a clean life. I get it. Um, But I have had that happen. And that is just the lamest beyond lamest excuse to say that you can't hang out with me. Like, I just don't. I mean. I don't like it. <laughs> and I think that it's also used. Maybe that's why I don't like it. I think that it's used uh, quite a quite a bit. And especially with Andy, he does not clean. Are you kidding me? You're not cleaning your house. And it's Mm-mm. this whole like him with his hands in his pockets and he's kind of like backing up so awkwardly. And just like he does that little like cringy like teeth emoji um, 
face. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's. Just, I think he played this so perfectly. I loved his oh, performance. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I think this is our first sign where at least myself, I'm reading it as he had feelings for her. Because if you're just friends with somebody and they're 20 and they can't get into the bar, I don't think you're that bothered by it. I agree. And they would be like, yeah, we can go to another bar or like, let's go get dinner or like something else. I I think that's a good point. But I think he's he's realizing, oh, crap, I'm really like a girl who's too young for me. And Mm -hmm. it's like he needs to check himself and take himself out of the situation. Yeah, I think that uh, I agree. Unfortunately, I know. Ugh. And then, okay, so now we're at the diner. We're mm-hmm. at JJ's, which is so um, amazing. Um, FYI, uh, this is the first time that we see the interior change. So the first time we saw JJ's was in The Reporter with Sean Amali Tweep. And mm-hmm. it was a different interior, like different tables. We talked about that. Uh, but it was the same exterior, but now we've changed it. Friendly reminder that the exterior was act- is actually in Atlanta. And the interior um, is at this restaurant called Foreign 20. And I remember very specifically we said that they were struggling they closed oh no they're permanently closed forever now and it's very that sad sucks. it was because of covid i think yeah um, it's gotta be that was so a hard one time out for many for, what's that that was a hard time for many oh yeah oh my gosh yeah small businesses especially and in la i mean my god but um yeah so pour one out for clarence and four and 20 we shall have a vigil for you <laughs> yes um but then this is our first introduction to Marta, the waiter the, or the waitress, Marta. And um, she comes back one more time when Jen Barkley buys JJ's an espresso machine. Um, mm-hmm. Her name is Anna Ray. Her team was the sweetest team I've ever come into contact with. Like when I've contacted people, they were so nice and they were so excited. They were like, oh, my gosh, this is so exciting. Like, I can't believe. And, we, and her manager uh, was like, we have a couple people that have been on parks. And I was like, OK, well, I'll be reaching out. And she sent me like a bunch of emojis and like, yeah. Hey, that's great and I was like ah! and Anna was the most the precious darling ever and I am going to play her vi- video no video voice clip for you right now we have Yay. Marta on the show so my audition for Parks and Rec was memorable only in that it was for Parks and Rec <laughs> and otherwise it was really fairly typical um I'm from L.A. I've been driving in L.A. since I was 18, so I'm usually pretty good at uh, calculating commute times. But I really remember that the traffic was awful that day, and I barely got there on time. I couldn't find parking. I had to walk like a quarter mile to the office. Uh, I finally get upstairs to, to Dorian Frankel's office, and... I did have a few moments to kind of catch my breath and and regroup when I was called in. And uh, I had auditioned for Dorian before, so luckily it was a friendly room. That really helped. Um, And I think my lines were kind of, uh, I I can't remember them exactly, but it was along the lines of, what can I get you and coming right up. Um, Really basic, not an award-winning speech or anything. So you just go in there, and you, you with those parts, you just kind of go in there and get it done. Uh, I remember Dorian giving me a little bit, you know, of direction in that, you know, make it a slightly warmer, a little bit more friendly. These are your regular customers. You know them. You know their orders. You see them on all the time. So I gave her a second reading, and I was on my way. Uh then when I got the call saying that I booked it, I, I was kind of surprised. I was like, okay, great, you know, and really excited. And the day of filming did not disappoint. Um, I was really excited to be there. 
and everybody was just so nice. Uh, of course, Amy Poehler just greets me with, you know, her beautiful, bright smile and says, thank you so, you know, hi, thank you so much for joining us, as if I would say no, right? But uh, she was very friendly, but uh, she's also the producer of the show, so she was uh, often taken away to do her her job as a producer. So uh, I ended up chatting more with Nick Offerman, who was so lovely to chat with. Um, you know, there was the average chit- chat of like, what TV shows are you watching? You know, that kind of thing. But I really remember that at the time, his amazingly talented and beautiful wife, Megan Lally, had just finished with Will and & Grace. And uh, she was doing a very successful cabaret tour of Europe at the time. And he was just beaming with pride. Um, just told me all about what a great, you know, tour she was having, showed me a couple of pictures of where she had been and what she was doing. And he was just glowing when he spoke about her. And I just remember being so moved by that. That was so sweet and just so nice. And it was so kind of him to to, to share that with me. And like, uh, I think he was talking with uh, maybe one of the, you know, crew members as well. And you know, he didn't have to do that. And it was it was lovely to, to be able to, to just get to know him a little and chat. And uh, he was a really great guy. Um, I also got to work with uh, the director, Ken Whittingham, who I ended up working with uh, afterwards on another project. And he was also really friendly, really generous, so nice about setting a, a tone where I can feel relaxed and... Um, he, I remember him taking me aside and saying, you know, uh, I know you're only here for the evening and, and, you know, you just have a couple of lines. So if you just want to add in a, a word here and there to kind of give it that friendlier, you know, warmer kind of atmosphere, you know, that's fine with me. And that's very generous for a director to do for someone with just, you know, two lines. So uh, that was a really great, uh, it was really great to meet him and to work with him. Uh, on that show. And uh, I do remember my costume a lot because I do play a lot of uniformed people, basically, uh, housekeepers, uh, waitresses, nurses, that kind of thing. I asked her specifically about her costume, by the way. So this is why Mm -hmm. she's going into this detail, because I was like, that is such a cute little JJ Diner outfit. So that's what she has to say about this. Okay, nice. And usually the colors are not that remarkable about those costumes because you're really there to kind of provide atmosphere, to provide uh, context for the scene. You're not really there to pull focus away from the leads or anything. So when I had such a cute, bright outfit, I remember just being so happy and surprised by that costume choice that it was it was fun to wear. It was, it was fun to have that on uh, while I was on the set. And um, a funny thing, uh, I think, about that episode that made it fun was that at the time, you know, there's a connection to another show that I was a part of called Californication. I played Irma, who was a a housekeeper uh, to Stu Beggs uh, that was played by the wonderful Stephen Tobolowsky. And... uh, 
I ended up filming a scene with Rob Lowe that I ended up getting cut out of, but I was there and I got to film and meet Rob Lowe, who at the time was a series regular on Parks and Recreation, which I thought was pretty funny. I didn't get to see him or talk to him, but um, I just thought that was a pretty funny connection. And then a few years later, I end up reprising my role as Irma on a show that was set in the same universe as Californication called White Famous that starred uh, Jay Farrow from Saturday Night Live. And I ended up working again with Ken Whittingham, which was just such a nice surprise. And I reminded him, I, we worked on uh, Parks and Rec. And I just thought that was such a funny connection that, um, you know, there's a, there's a, a funny connection between that episode of Parks and Rec and uh, amazingly, Californication, which is uh, also a very funny show, but very different, <laughs> very different in tone. <laughs> so, so there you go. That was my experience, and uh, thanks so much for for calling me in to to give my experience. It's uh, it was again so, just so wonderful and such an honor uh, to be even a small part of such a great, memorable show. Um, thanks so much. Bye. Oh, she's so precious. She really is. That was awesome. That was so cool. Oh my gosh. Anna, thank you so much for that. Oh my gosh. We love it. I loved hearing, um, all about the connections of everything. I had uh-huh. no idea. Small world. Yeah, totally. And the whole, oh my gosh, the whole parking in LA thing. What a mess. I cannot with that. Like, I always say that, like, not only do you have to budget for, like, like say you're going to the movies or wherever, you have to budget for that, um, for, like, paying for parking, but you also have to budget time. Like, mm-hmm. if the movie starts at 5.50, you should probably get there, like, 20 minutes early just in case. <laughs> right. And then for auditions, I always, like... I, I used to, I don't do it now, obviously, because self-tapes, but for auditions, I used to, like, uh, pillow, or what's the word, give myself a little bit of a blanket Cushion. space of, like, three, um, like, an hour there like mm-hmm. cushion that's the word yeah pillow oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah I used to give myself like an hour to get there just in ca- even if it only took like 15 minutes I was like who's to say you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, she did a great job. And not only did she reprise that role in Californication, but like I said, or did I say this already where she reprises her role uh, as Marta when Jen Barkley comes back because she mm-hmm. and Jen Barkley buys the espresso machine and like Jen Barkley knows her name and it's like, thanks, Marta, as if she's been there all along. Right. Um, so Which I'll definitely Leslie off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll definitely reach back out to her when we get to that episode. She's so cute. And I just really um, was very uh what's the word i just loved her team and i just was very very appreciative of her and her team being so nice so thank you to That's them awesome. um yeah we learned a lot in that little moment okay uh-huh. so where were we at okay so now we're at this uh at the diner again oh side note she's also been in an episode of scrubs and jane the virgin so i thought that was interesting um she's uh-huh. done a ton of stuff she was also in cry macho which is a clint eastwood movie um but we love her and then um, she says she, Leslie says she made love to the pooch instead of screwing like, the pooch. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds worse. I think it does too. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> yeah. 
I should have looked up. Maybe that's what I'll do for a deep dive. There, uh, I should have looked up where that term originated or how, like, when. Oh that yeah, happened. that'd be interesting. Um, but this moment kind of made me stop in my tracks, honestly. Like, it was so beautiful and deep, and they're really talking mm. about the tough stuff. Like when she's asking, "Are we going to turn out like that? Like, are you going to be?" someone that I hate and don't want like this whole mentor friend moment here is like amazing. Cause she's also, not only is she asking about her future, but she's thinking about her whole life decision and her whole goals and everything that her, mm-hmm. uh, like personality and career has like stood on for so long. And to see these people in the future, it's almost like, is this foreshadowing for what I'm going to turn into? And that is a very heavy existential moment that I think a lot of times people go through when they're thinking about Mm -hmm. their career and further on, but especially to see it so blatantly shown to you, like these are the bitches that had like what I have, you know what I mean? Right. But that doesn't mean that it can't change, you know, that you're not the exception to the rule. Um, or that you, um, I think that the ending part is really nice too. Yeah, when she's like, you know, I expect all these debates, especially from Ron kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And he says the same thing about her. Yes. The total opposite, but the same at the same time. Um, yeah. But oh, my God. And I was like really shocked by she even floating like her floating the idea of even moving to Eagleton. Like just that I idea. Know. I was like, <gasps> no. Well, yeah. I don't think they fully fledged out the idea of hating. No, I do not think that had cut has come yet. Because she says Eagleton very casually, uh, especially in the like first season, and now mm-hmm. she's saying it like a, with a little disdain, but not as much pure hatred as she has later. Right. So it definitely is a, a gradual incline. Also, I I was mad at Ron for saying this. I know this is who he is, but when he says like, "Well, when I become the city manager, I'm going to um, you know eliminate the parks department," and I'm just like, "Bitch, that." job is what has given you friendship and money and everything like fire all your friends basically (sighs) so mad at him. yeah yeah not about it but anyway then leslie has this whole thing where she says she might leapfrog over ron's job um and that the one common you know thing though that they both have like we just said is that they each expect a fight from each other but there is a mutual respect which i think is the beautiful part 100 percent. but um this next meme uh, or moment is like such this, a popular meme uh, or like popular gift thing where she says, why does anyone eat anything uh, but breakfast Other food? Other than breakfast food. People yeah. are idiots, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Love it. Yeah. It's their, um, their common ground. The waffle, or she has the waffle. He has the bacon. I love it so much. Yeah. That's good. The next thing I have is the summer catalogs are arriving. Yeah. Jerry brings them in and we see that April and Andy are on the cover. Oh, my God. It's so heartwarming. I love the way they reveal it. Me too. Me too. Me too. Because you're like not sure what's going to be on there. Yeah. You know. A hundred percent. It's beautiful. And I love that little montage of like everyone individually reading it. I think it's great. Um, Yeah. Andy's face he's like smiling yeah he like is just looking at it with his little hand in his uh head and it's just very precious at the shoe shine stand it's very cute and even uh April is just like kind of you know shrugging not shrugging she's just like kind of hiding in her little corner reading it it's so cute yeah and she doesn't like it I know Anne's like "Mm." (laughs) 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 she has like a weird kind of like smile though at the same time yeah but no i feel you 
Um, it's really funny because I don't feel like anyone's actually reading the welcome letter. They're all just staring at the cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What was interesting to me, though, and you found a really great website, too. I was trying to look for the summer catalog, and I could not find it anywhere because on Wikipedia it said that at the time NBC made the actual summer catalog. Like, they made one and put it online for people to download as PDFs. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found it, and I have – oh, my gosh. I'll have to send you the link. Or maybe – I don't think I did. Um, But there's the picture of all of the parks directors. There is uh, a caption underneath um, Mm -hmm. that, like, explains things. There's – like legitimate descriptions of each summer class and you sent me the one that I hadn't seen where there's pictures like stock pictures that they must have taken of like a girl holding like all these books and like the girl and the guy together because it's classes and whatever it's really interesting and cool it's a lot of effort to put in totally they did yeah, and then something I found online was that um, the map of Pawnee within the catalog is based on a map of Central Christchurch in New Zealand. That's random. I don't know why they chose that, but just in case yeah. anyone was curious. <laughs> huh. <sighs> so now I'm at where she is um, thinking about her letter and talking about her letter, and she's writing that the Parks Department taught her a really valuable lesson, that there's nothing more important than friendship. Mm-hmm. Pigeons in the background. Thank you, Maddie. I didn't even put that down in that uh, area. I'm sure I saw them at the time, but I was like, yeah, they're on like a box or something. Good looking out. Did you clock her little um, bow slash like clip thing that she has in her hair? I did not. Oh, my God. I'll send you a picture. I took a picture of it because I think it's really cute. It's a little clip and it's kind of like glass metal um, and it's like pink kind of color. I thought it was really precious. I wonder if she picked that out. She could have. Yeah. That'd be cute. Yeah. She picks out her pins, um, according to an interview that she has on her lapel. So, Um, yeah. But now I'm at the tag, if you are. I am. And we're throwing darts at a picture. (laughs) Well, we don't know it's a picture until the camera slides over. And it's the picture of everybody at the at the at the picnic yeah all the old uh department heads and i think it's really funny too that they're talking so casually while they're doing this and they're uh ron's talking about like where michael used to smoke like right there in that uh office Mm -hmm. and like how clever he was of the different things that he used to smoke pot through like a garden hose or something like this he said um and Ron gets a dart and they, uh, that line of right in Clarence's ancient junk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I really, is- I mean, I'd love to know how they cut this together. I'm guessing it's just an obvious, like, you know, they cut away to them not throwing it. And then they ju- you just see the dart kind of thing, like fly. Because yeah. they had to, I'm sh- I wonder how many takes they had to get to do this. Um, but I love the last line of, oh, in the neck. <laughs> and it yeah. just immediately cuts off. Yeah, it's very well done. Very well timed and everything. Yeah. Well, that's mine. Uh, I'm done with my notes. Are you good? Are you have anything yeah, else I'm on good. this? No, I'm good. Yay! So that was Summer Catalog with Yay. no UE. <laughs> no UE. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for our next couple episodes. I mean, we're getting really close to the end here I of know. season two. We're, we're about to lose Paul. <sighs> Paul. But gain... Again. Rob and Adam. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We have some big changes coming up. We and do. Uh, it's going to be pretty heavy. So, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, um, please, if you have not yet, um, please review us on Apple Podcasts because I would really love to hear feedback. As I mentioned, I don't always know, uh, and Maddie and I don't always know what exactly or who exactly is listening. So I would just love to, ha- um, you know, have some tangible like feedback and also just talk to you mm-hmm. guys. <laughs> yeah. So- so uh, if you can, leave a review, only five stars, please, and let us know if there's anything else that you guys are doing. Um, I re- I almost posted it on the Parks uh, P- Park Pals Instagram, but I figured I wouldn't. But I thought it would be an interesting thing. Like, if anybody goes to any parks, I went to Burgess Falls here in uh, Tennessee. It's like an hour and a half mm-hmm. away from um, Nashville. It's this huge, beautiful uh, waterfall, and it's a state park here. Um, and so if anyone has any state park recommendations uh, in any state, really, tag us because I would love to know where you are and how your life is revolving slash just having parks, you know? Yeah. So. That's nice. Anyway, okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. And we hope that you have a lovely, restful, um, accomplished week ahead. And hang in there, guys. Just hang in there. I know it's tough. We got a lot of you shit going this. on. You guys got this. This is a fucking rough time, and I just we're rooting for you. That's all we have to say. So just keep going. Mm-hmm keep hanging in there and if you need to take a day off take a day off do what you need to do girl but you know or guy (laughs) or (laughs) non-conforming person (laughs) yes we love you and we'll see you next week bye there's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too